course there would be background noise before I even get a word in. What? what what's going on? Every time I want to do an episode, just the whole world erupts into musical noise and various things. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to episode, I believe it's 27 of Getting Shiggy With, because I chose the name based on my childhood anthem. It's interesting having a childhood anthem. You never see it as um, an anthem at the time, but then when you get older, you learn to kind of appreciate that people decided to bestow you <laughs> with a feel-good song. So you can never feel bad about, you know, getting jiggy with it, getting shiggy with it. But uh, yeah, what a way to start an episode. I'm just going to put the usual caveat in there. I apologize for any background noise. I think our esteemed neighbor has uh, gotten a little bit better with the musical instrument. I can identify it as a saxophone. So if there's random honks of a saxophone that sound like a goose in the background, then that is likely it. There's also the occasional knocking, but the knocking is better than chainsawing. Um, you know, I figured it was tolerable and also I didn't particularly feel like sitting in my bathroom today because I did an hour of jujitsu online, you know, follow along thing with my academy. And I also did about an hour of bodyweight training. Um, and I think, I think something around that, I'm, I'm feeling the theme here. Just give me a minute, we'll, we'll get into something shortly. So you know when you reach a point in time where you're basically fed up of your own bullshit excuses. I can I can swear on my own podcast. I, I wondered for a moment if I could actually swear or not, but I'm pretty sure I've put every single episode as explicit because I will sometimes slip a swear word in without realizing it. So I'm yeah, yeah I'm I'm assuming that I'm still doing that, and I've definitely done it now. So I have to put an e next to the episode. But I digress. So you know when you reach a point that you're just tired of your own bullshit story and the excuses have been and gone, the valid reasons have been and gone, and now you're just stuck with yourself, and you're just like, what am I doing? Why am I excusing myself for my life? Like, yes, there's a pandemic. Yes, you're basically in lockdown to the end of the year at least. Yes, 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 all these things, but every day comes and goes, and you're doing the bare minimum um, to progress in life. Now, yes, I have a very harsh view on what I do, and I realize I do a lot, but at the same time, um, when you have a brain like mine, and there's no routine, I get very, very um, brain dead, I suppose, or my brain gets super erratic to the point that the idea of me focusing on actual work becomes a very, very difficult thing, and I have to go do everything else before I can sit down and do the thing I actually want to do, and that became pretty... Uh, toxic. <laughs> um, especially now with uh, the sun coming up at, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning, I'm naturally waking up at seven, but I'm not actually getting out of bed until nine and not actually doing stuff until 10, which is kind of okay during winter, but summer I really have no excuse. So um, I am my own Jocko Willink. Yes, if you're wondering. I am my own Dave Goggins, which is uh, why I probably gravitate towards those type of people more so than the um, 
sit in your feels people, although they are also valid. We need to have a bit of ebb and flow between the two of them, but I digress. So in the entire almost four months, March, mid-March, April, May, June, almost mid-July, whoa, March, April, May, June, July, four months. Okay. Coming up to four months of this lockdown, four months of me rather enjoying not needing to commute anywhere. Um, but not really enjoying being at home, missing Brazilian jiu-jitsu like crazy, missing bouldering like crazy, blah, 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 blah. All of that has, you know, ebbed and flowed and, and done its thing and legitimately having a bad back for two and a half, three weeks, you know, that was a valid excuse. And then very tentatively doing all the movements and stuff I needed to, to get back to being a hundred percent, you know, done all of that. And I'm pretty sure about two weeks ago, I was good. I was good to go. I was good to, you know, get stuck into stuff, but still just that mental kind of like, but, but everything's comfortable. Everything right now is great. Like, let's just chill out and just, um, just enjoy the way things are as my body just softened and turned into pulp. Again, over-exaggeration, but I do have a bit of a teeny tiny belly. That's a very low plane. Is that a plane? I think that's a plane. It's a plane. Um, yeah, just body changes because I don't have access to a gym or I'm not doing jujitsu, I'm not bouldering and stuff. Um, a lot of denial has come around that. A lot of upsettingness, <laughs> being upset around it has, has been a thing as well. I know some people out there have probably gone through their own mental um, gymnastics of the pain of things, things are okay, everything's fine, there's a little bit of progress, no, there isn't, oh my god, what is this, like, you know, just the constant up and down like a roller coaster, um, but ultimately it always comes down to us, you know, it's us telling ourselves whatever type of story, um, that validates or invalidates or, you know, kind of, um, addresses whatever things like you know you know we self-soothe ourselves by justifying it's fine we can eat the cookie it's okay it's not going to hurt anybody and we'll drink a bottle of wine and play on the playstation for five hours and then go to sleep and then feel like crap in the morning wonder why we feel like crap that was probably three months ago yeah that was a thing but now not so much anyway all of this preamble is just to kind of go into today uh before doing this um episode uh has been a day of action, a day of, of proaction, excuse me, sorry, I got a niche, uh, pro productive proaction, um, in the world of myself, because, uh, especially now when we're on our own, we can't really, um, rely on other people to help us do things. <laughs> uh, I should have switched off my WhatsApp. Anyway, um, I hope you didn't get triggered by that. Anyone who's kind of banning themselves off of like, social media or messaging things all of a sudden. Like, oh my God, I need to check my phone. Ah, Pavlov's dog. Um, yeah, so, you know, you, you kind of go into this world and, and we're the only people who ultimately can take the first step going forwards. So I was um, listening to, what was I listening to? It was an audiobook. Mel Robbins, uh, Kick-Ass with Mel Robbins, which is one of these free um, audible uh, audiobook experiences you can get on Audible when you, when you pay your subscription, whatever thing. And, um, actually I don't, th I don't think it's free. I just collect credits like a hermit. Um, I collect all of them now. My neighbors decided to vacuum. Why? It's five in the afternoon and everyone is doing the things. So I'm listening to 
um i think i'm i'm three quarters of the way through i've, I've kind of got two hours worth of listening um of this and we're going basically you listen to live coaching sessions she does with people and they go through their um experiences their anxieties their you know the the, the things that limit them from from living in a ridiculous life hey eh? bring it back to the podcast so I was just kind of very passively listening to it and I and, and she went through these kind of things where you have like your limiting voice name it give it a name um I don't know if it's Rumpelstiltskin or if it's just a theme from Grimm's fairy tales where if you could name the evil entity then it loses its power so um she kind of pulled that into all of these situations where people kind of gave these uh limiting voices names and characteristics and just kind of she gave them power to tell them to shut up or tell them it's not true or just tell them to, you know, kind of go away and, and not um, pay attention to what's going on. So uh, one of them chose to, to use the phrase, shut up, Sharon. You know, so you're limiting kind of like the, you shrink yourself, you don't want to be here, you don't want to do the things. It's like, shut up, Sharon, you know. And he kind of has that phrase because of, the places of fear and um, embarrassment and rejection for him were based in a church because, you know, for him being gay and, and you know, facing the world of rejection and, and the way that the church kind of vilifies homosexuality is pretty gross, but that's for another day. Um, but I'm just pulling that as an example into uh, what I pulled from that. And I really, really, really wanted to not do the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu session at lunchtime, even though I had spent a day over the weekend completely deleting my entire calendar schedule again and prioritizing fitness like I've always done. Because before, because before, um, or at the beginning of lockdown, because I didn't have to go coach clients and I didn't have to go to Jiu-Jitsu or anything, I just let my work kind of bleed all over the place, phrasing, uh, <laughs> and I let it kind of take control and I was just like working at 11 o'clock at night and I only do late night working on a, a Tuesday evening if I have to, but I let it become the default. Um, he's still vacuuming. And that was bad because that kind of bled into every other day. So, you know, I'm waking up at, I, I had a really good wake up schedule, eight o'clock in the morning, but I'd be going to sleep at three, four o'clock in the morning, which isn't great because that's when the sun comes up. <laughs> so I'd be trying to sleep. As the sun's coming up, a melatonin's going, bro, what the hell? I thought we had a deal. Like, you can sleep whenever you want to, but, like, we want to sleep at night. So sort this out. So, um, yeah, I know I noticed all these things were going wrong, and I really wanted to avoid doing jujitsu, but I set my schedule, and there's lots of uh, fitness priority things now. And um, having access to the Academy's online courses is, has always been a good way to anchor a lot of things. That's another plane. Um, just like I did with in-person, that's really low, coaching. <laughs> it's a DIY podcast and we will do it regardless of what is thrown in our faces, folks. Yeah, empowerment with seven, four, sevens. So having fitness as my main anchor, my schedule and everything, this is the first week. This is my gentle week. I haven't put anything else into the week. Um, next week is mental. Like next week I have literally, um, diarized 
every single, almost every single waking moment. I've given myself like 15 and a half hour kind of windows and an hour windows of time just because I know myself well enough that sometimes I'll get engrossed into something. And if I stop now, I know I will not get back into this, this headspace. So I've given myself room for, for some of that. Um, but it was 12, 12.58. Yeah, 12.58. And um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu starts at 1 p.m. And you have to you know log into Zoom and get everything set up. And I even have a, a, a mat, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu style mat with enough uh, padding and foam and stuff that I can train on. Because my main reason, one of my excuses, but also valid reason, uh, for not doing jujitsu online classes was because um, I didn't have any mats on the floor and I was getting carpet burned in the weirdest places. And I like my skin. I like the way it looks. I don't want to get carpet burned because that doesn't go away for a while. Not on this skin. It likes injuries. Weird Stockholm syndrome. So I had a mat. I bought a mat. You know, work is kind of actually doing quite okay, all things considered. And um yeah, I bought them out, Amazon delivered it, da, 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 da. so I had no excuses, my back was fine, zero excuses, literally sat on my sofa, listening to this audiobook, and, and, uh, <laughs> not today, Satan, so she went five, four, three, two, one, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing, because that's what Mel Robbins is, is, uh, she pushed, and is now kind of like quite, um, infamous for, where, you kind of stop the procrastination, you stop the kind of delegating procrastination to just excuses and and you having full-on conversations with yourself that last for hours when you could have just gone yes or no, you know, instantly. So I'm like, okay, I've got two minutes. Let me, let me just, you know, I'll, I'll sit here for two minutes and I'll, I'll think about if I want to join the class. And I went, no, you've got five seconds, four, three, two, one. Okay, let's go. Boom. And I went, put on my gi, put on my rash guard, put everything on, switched the camera on, logged in, and had a really, really, really good session. Um, I think my neighbors downstairs probably think I've moved an elephant in, which is fine, but ultimately I got the work done. I, I adopted, adapted, adapted, not adopted. I adapted a few things because uh, like star jumps and all those kind of things aren't great in my flat because I probably will fall through the floor. If not, then there will be dents. Um, but, you know, modifying that isn't really uh, that bad. So, and and it got done. And then after that, I did an hour of training on my own anyway. I did, you know, core and legs and a whole bunch of body weight stuff. And I felt great. And I forgot that feeling. And it's really, really easy to forget how good you feel when you do something that you used to enjoy. Right. And, you know, there could be valid reasons why we don't do things we used to enjoy, like our bodies kind of change up. We have injuries that we don't know how to work around we haven't been we haven't reached out to someone who can teach us how to work around our injuries or even get rid of them you know that's a thing um i reached to physios to get rid of my back problem and they they helped me um virtually and um yeah so we we get kind of uh blinded by the perception of pain of something first before we've even done it and before we even get onto the other side right now this very, very neatly brings me back to, I think, episode three or episode four, where I spoke about why I did a hundred, I, I made myself commit to 100 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu episodes. Um, episodes, 
I, I'm, I'm reading things and then trying to say things at the same time. Oh, my brain is very confused. This is why I need to work out again. Um, 100 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu sessions. And the reason why I said 100, I like the number 100. It's a very tidy number and every session is 1%. So when I reached 50 sessions, I was 50%. I was halfway through. When I reached 70 sessions, I was, you know, almost a third, two thirds through and had a third to go. So it sits really nice in my head. But the really important underlying factor um, kind of goes over and beyond what a lot of self-help books kind of do. Like, you know, you need to you need to do something for 10,000 hours to become an expert. Okay, fine. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Um but there's these other things where it takes, I don't know, people say like six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever, three months to, to form a habit. There's an X date of time, X amount of time that it takes for you to form a habit. And I'm like, I don't like that idea because um, it's like a diet, right? Where it's two planes, two planes for the price of one. It's like a diet where you go into a diet because you want to get out of it. And we have completely, well, the fitness industry has completely bastardized the word diet. You know, diet is meant to kind of represent what you eat, right? A diet is what you eat. So the diet of people in the Mediterranean is vastly different to those in Central Africa, which would be vastly different to those in uh, Northern China. You know, those, that is what diet is. But yeah, we kind of turn it into um, this kind of caloric deficit based labeled thing that people can jump into and jump out of. So I'm using that example into habit formation. Um, cause this is where I feel a lot of these books and self-help things fall short. Some people find some people that might maybe, you know, six weeks is, is plenty of time, like every day for six weeks to develop a really small habit. Fine. That might be great. I've tried all of them. I can keep the habit up. And then when I have the opportunity to drop it, I drop it. That's it. With the hundred, because it's so long and I know myself well enough and you should know yourself well enough. When you do something, you don't have to do it every day. Life happens and changes happen. And if you got kids, holy crap, second by second changes everything, right? Especially when they're younger. When they get older, maybe doubly so. I don't know. I don't got kids. I got a cat. He changes my life sometimes when he decides to just randomly throw up in the middle of the day. And I'm just like, oh, I have to do the thing. But neither here nor there. Basically, what I'm trying to say is habits are not done in X amount of time. They're done by you, right? You need to have the incentive first. Um, the idea of finding motivation um, will still be something from the inside out. It won't be from the outside in. Maybe it's something from the outside stimulating something inside to come out fine. But if you are constantly trying to reach out for something to help you get going, that is a very, very finite box. That is um, your starter motor in a car, right? When you turn over the engine, you know, when you put your key in the ignition, it goes just like that. So I'm obviously really good at imitating cars. And when you turn it over, the second the main engine take uh, kicks in, you stop right? Because if you keep on pushing that starter motor, it will burn out. And then you're stuffed. Then you have to go get them big old scary clippers and, you know, jumpstart your car where you have to like try not to electrocute yourself with this big ass battery in your in, in, in the front compartment of your, your car or the back if you're, you know, posh. Um, 
I mean, that's what you used to do. Now with the computers on top of the engines, I don't, I don't know anymore. I, I stick to old Volkswagens because I, I know how to deal with them. This is a long section. But anyway, um, what I'm trying to say with this section is the old habit, the 100 sessions I did were done for a reason because, yes, it's 100 sessions of something brand spanking new. Yes, it's sexy because every single session is 1%. Um, which makes it easier, you know, 1% down, 99% to go, 5% down, 95% to go, 20% down, 80% to go, 40% down, 60, 50, 50, and then it starts turning into a positive where you're 60% through and you only got 40%, 70%, 30%, 80%, 20%, 90%, 10%, right? So that's really exciting. For me, it might not be exciting for you. It might sound horrible because mass is the devil, whatever. Um, but beyond that, what's happening is a habit formation because I'm showing up when I don't want to. I'm going through really crappy weather. I went through all four seasons to do 100 um, sessions, right? So I went through winter, went through summer, went through spring, went through went through autumn, uh, went through traffic and everything happening, went through relationship issues, went through <laughs> my mom dying, you know, went through everything. I mean, the, the mom thing was actually after. I think I was in my 200s by then, but I digress. Um, when you go through everything, that habit becomes super, super, super sticky. So when things like a pandemic happens and you drop off, getting back onto a habit is easier. That was 20 minutes for me to say, have old habits and don't be afraid of going back to those old habits because when you jump back on that habit bandwagon, I promise you it's easier because you probably have notes from the time before, you have memories and you have little hacks that you yourself, not a book, you yourself may be inspired by a book, but tailored to yourself, have developed to help you get in going with whatever habit you need to do. Well, that was that was a bit long and rambling, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Um, I hope you got something out of that. Uh, I just I just feel I think with with everything going on and um, with uh, COVID, I don't know what's gone on. Everything's gone super echoing, and the clouds have descended upon me. It's gone really black in my flat. What's happening? Anyway, um, with everything going on, there's also saxophone doing his thing. I felt. It, it, it's important to, you know, diversify a little bit and, and, and bring in just a little bit of aha, whimsical ideas that, you know, come into my head. Sometimes, as you know, I shoot from the hip with these episodes. So I basically fire up my microphone, fire up anchor and boop, words come out of my mouth, um, which is one method I advise my clients to do, but <laughs> I don't advise everyone to do because if you burn out, um, and you, you do business podcasts, which do business, da, 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 da. and you need to, you need to account for that and have spare episodes in your pocket. Um, which is something that I'm currently doing for my business podcast, my audiofy podcast, which you'll hear about more, uh, maybe in the future. I don't know. I kind of feel weird crossing the streams. I'm definitely going to cross the streams when Enter the Droid starts. Um, and that is my DJ podcast that will be pioneering Afrofuturism by way of visuals, um, art, 
dance and tracks made by uh, producers and DJs who create um, music, obviously, <laughs> uh, hugely inspired and derived from African rhythms, tribal uh, deviations and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, but I need to get a better, uh, I can't speak, but I need to get a better laptop for that because I'll be doing YouTube lives, um, and doing some video, hardcore video editing, uh, back to my media studies days, which is fun. Huge, huge deviation. First two minutes of the next section, absolutely no relation to the rest of the episode. Sorry, not sorry. So yeah, I hope, I hope you got something from that. Um, Habits are really, really important. And one thing I failed to mention at the end, because I wanted to try and keep it at 20 minutes, is uh, when you've done a habit in the past, actually, I did mention this, but I'm going to expand on it. When you have done a habit in the past and you do it again, getting back into the swing of things takes a fraction of the time. So in the fitness world, uh, there's this thing called muscle memory that people keep on rabbiting on about. And it is true where if you've trained hard in the past or you've you know trained your muscles to reach a certain capacity and capability in the past and you know things have gone a bit waywards and you've lost your muscle density and you've lost your muscle mass when you come back to training in a style that your muscles are familiar with they will come back quicker um there's uh i i i don't know the well I used to know the exact science, but I've deliberately just kind of let it leave my brain because there's far more important stuff I need in my head as time goes by. And um, basically with the muscle fibers, you know, you, you haven't completely wasted away everything. So it's a case of them just kind of being reactivated and they come back. Um, so at least on a neurological uh, level, you know, all those pathways have already been created. So it's just a case of just sending signals down those pathways. So same in your head with your habit, it's there, it's been done. Um, the fear voices and all the naysayers and stuff don't really have a place. They just be there um, as part of like their, their spider webs, right? Their spider webs in that room of the habit that you want to get back into. So um, the more you move into those habits, the more you kind of replicate what you did in the past or modify it to kind of accommodate what you're doing right now, the better. So if you are a creative entertainer, uh, entrepreneurial person who, you know, doesn't have external incentives to keep you going, or even if you do, like, you know, doing a nine to five job is all well and good right now, but you're working from home. Um, your work-life balance is, is rudely, um, intermingled now. Uh, if you are going to a place of work and coming back, then that's great. But, you know, the pandemic stress of going to work every day whilst everything's uncertain, not exactly the most helpful thing in the world. So I think with, with today's episode, it's been very much a kind of, I suppose, pseudo-coaching <laughs> episode. And I implore you right now, we are in the early bits of, of July, right? So we are in month seven which is crazy. We're in Q3, if you're business oriented, um, which means after this quarter, after these three months, we have another quarter to go. And that's 2020 done already. It was literally January yesterday, right? I literally just turned a year older and was kind of planning on leaving London and leaving the UK by May. And I'm still here in July what the hell? 
So you can think of your think of your situation like that and just be paralyzed by the impossibleness of this year. Or you can grab it by the balls and make it your bitch. Or whatever phrase you, you want to use. You can grab it by the by the do nannies and make it your I don't know, some some phrase. Whatever whatever phrase you have of being gung ho. I don't even know if I can say that now. Um I am being a little bit pedantic in that kind of space of things. It's something that's been bugging me. But that's again for another conversation at another time where um if you have no idea what I'm on about, basically, um, a certain extremist aspect of quote-unquote woke culture is going a little bit mental um, with policing everything. Now, I haven't been policed. It's just I've observed it, and I'm a mass observer of a lot of things, and I find a lot of things quite bemusing. Um, and that one of words is, is I get the damage with certain things and absolutely people should be corrected. And, and like those who are correcting people need to not be so pissed off and stressed out because it's going to take a few years for language to self-correct in that sense. Um, so that's all good. But then there's some things where I'm just like, mate, that's a reach. Um, if you actually did your history properly, rather than just research propaganda, you would know that that's okay. Um, but I have done no research or history on gung-ho, <laughs> so I don't know where I stand. I just like the word. I just like the phrase. Um, what other things can I say? Harden the fuck up. Yeah, harden the fuck up there. That that's, that's, that's neutral and gets the message across. Just get shit done. Get her done. Um, I've completely derailed to the point that I mentally have not clasped onto anything. It's too many visuals, <laughs> too many visuals. Like, I don't know where I am. I'm lost in space. And do, 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 do. How are you? How are you doing? I think I'm going to get, I'm getting back. How have you been? Ask yourself, how have you been? It's important to check in with yourself all the time, if you can. Once a day, if you can. But truly checking in with yourself and feeling how you are in the space of everything, you need to do that. Because if you don't, you'll lose your damn mind and you get stressed about everything and then you freak out when, I don't know, a strawberry drops off of your kitchen table or something. I am filling because I literally have completely blanked. I don't think this has happened uh, in a while. We're in episode 27. This hasn't happened in a while. This is quite funny. I literally can't grasp onto anything other than maybe repeating stuff about habits. So I'm not going to even bother. I'm just going to keep on moving forward because that's what this show is all about. And that's what you need to keep on doing. If you've lost your way, just keep on going forwards. Eventually you'll find your way. But habits are important. Ha. Old ones are, are the ones that you want to jump on. Um, and ah, ah, here we go. And if you do have old habits and you want to add a new habit on, something I found is tag a very low threshold new habit onto something you're already doing, right? So day before yesterday, I brush my teeth every morning and every evening, right? Always, 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 always. And I realized I was doing less kettlebell work in my kitchen. Um, and if I don't do squats for a while, my left, my right hip flexor gets really tight. So I was doing walking lunges and squats whilst I was brushing my teeth. Really hard to do, by the way. Coordination is huge. When you're trying to think of the the um, 
four quadrants of your mouth whilst you're brushing. I, I brush my teeth for seven minutes. So you're thinking of like, you know, uh, your front left molar. No. What's your front? What's your front um, tooth? I've forgotten. It's not. Molars are at the back. Canines are in on the corner. Anyway, your front teeth. Brushing from your front teeth, from the middle, going out to, to the back, and then going from the inside into the middle, going on to the other side. Da, 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 da. So I'm trying to make sure I'm hitting every single tooth whilst I'm trying to count my squats or whilst I'm trying to alternate my lunges. And sometimes it does feel like you're rubbing your belly and patting your head at the same time. But I've been able to do that every day. Sometimes I don't do the same number. I just usually kind of go until my legs burn. And that's been really great because now my hip doesn't hurt so much and I have zero back issues. And that's really, really crucial. So if you do have anything um, that you do all the time, just add something that won't bother you too much. And don't do it every day initially. Maybe do it every other day or every two days or something. And then try and build up, right? If you try and go in too much, too, too much, too quickly, you will probably drop more things than you intended on doing. I'm not going to make this section 20 minutes long. I think 11 minutes is more than long enough. And I think we're going to wrap up around here. I think what happened was I had my post-workout drop. <laughs> I had my post-workout come down literally probably at minute six of the last section and then just my brain went Beep. we need food we haven't eaten food feed us we need food now food 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 so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go feed my body some protein because that's what it needs um my eating's still all over the place like really it's um been absolutely crazy but that's not for you to worry about unless you do have a bit of a shiny cookie squirrel brain sorry i'm just putting my head it wasn't in there and you need to realize that schedules and routines and reminders and checking in with yourself so you can listen to your body when it's trying to tell you something is really really important for winning at life because that's what we're here to do <laughs> oh dearie 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 dear i'm going to mention two things really really quickly I have been a guest on two other shows and I'm going to link them in the show notes um, or you can have a search for them. The first one was a video uh, style podcast show with uh, a Mr. Dennis Ball, who is literally a talking tennis ball. Absolutely funny. You should go check it out on YouTube. Um, if you're on YouTube, just uh, do a search with these uh, quotation marks on, on either end. So get a bracket, get, get a quotation mark in. Dennis Ball, Shiggy, all separate words, and then close the bracket and our interview should pop up. There's three parts to it. Very interesting stuff in there. Some things Mr. Ball has researched and I didn't mention, but he found them. Very curious fellow. The other one um, is expanding on the suicide happened on a Monday uh, thing that I'm doing. I'm expanding that and kind of talking on other shows about suicide. So uh, the Liminal podcast is out and about. And they decided to give it the name uh, Dancing on the Equator with Shiggy, which is quite cute because I talk about the farm and everything. So again, that's in the show notes or just search on your preferred uh, uh, podcast directory and search for the Liminal, L-I-M-I-N-A-L 
podcast and uh, Dancing on the Equator with Shiggy will pop up. But yeah, that's me done. Episode 27, uh, episode 28 will obviously happen next week. She says, obviously, as if the world couldn't possibly turn upside down. Let's hope it doesn't. Until then, you guys, look after yourselves and I'll catch you soon. Okay, bye. Thank you.